0: Four high-altitude objects shot down in just eight days by the U.S. military. Unprecedented moves in peacetime. One was the Chinese spy balloon, the other three unidentified over the U.S. and Canada. At the same time, Beijing says the U.S. has sent balloons into Chinese airspace dozens of times, something the White House promptly denied. Is the Chinese Communist Party retaliating against the U.S. and are the three new objects also from China? Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Four high-altitude objects shot down in just eight days—an unprecedented string of events during peacetime. The U.S. military shot down the fourth object on Sunday. The Pentagon says it was shaped like an octagon and flew over Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes, at around 20,000 feet. Entities Jeremy Sandberg has more.
1: Pentagon officials say the object was first tracked near Montana on Saturday. U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Herk says two F-15 fighter jets were scrambled when it approached the U.S. border from Canada. Van Herk is head of North American Aerospace Defense Command or NORAD. He says pilots lost track of the object when night fell. It was shot down Sunday over Lake Huron on the U.S.-Canada border by a U.S. F-16 fighter jet after being tracked across Wisconsin. Van Herk says it's likely to have fallen into Canadian waters, and that recovery efforts are underway. He says the military has not been able to identify what the three most recent objects are, how they stay aloft, or where they are coming from, and that they are calling them objects, not balloons, for a reason. On Saturday, an American F-22 Raptor intercepted an unidentified object that Canada's defense minister described as cylindrical in nature. It was shot down over Canada's central Yukon Territory at an altitude of around 40,000 feet. Both President Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau ordered the move.
2: An unidentified object uh, entered unlawfully Canadian airspace. Uh, it represented a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft.
1: Just one day earlier, an American F-22 took down an unidentified object near Dead Horse, Alaska. Some pilots reportedly said Friday's object interfered with her sensors. A defense official that spoke on the condition of anonymity said the military has not seen any evidence of the objects being extraterrestrial. Military officials say the mystery objects shot down Friday and Saturday were significantly smaller than the Chinese spy balloon recently brought down off the coast of South Carolina. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
0: Based on comments from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the United States believes the objects were balloons. He told ABC's This Week that he was briefed on Saturday night by President Joe Biden's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. U.S. officials are still trying to determine if China is responsible for the objects. Over in Taiwan, officials have revealed where balloons they discovered were coming from. They said dozens of Chinese military balloons have entered Taiwanese airspace in recent years, once a month on average. Beijing claims Taiwan as part of Chinese territory. Taiwan has its own constitution and democratically elected leaders, and has never been ruled by the Chinese Communist Party. Mainland China and Taiwan are separated by the Taiwan Strait, with only 70 miles between them at the narrowest point. The Chinese Communist Party seemingly retaliating against recent spy balloon accusations. Beijing now says the U.S. has sent balloons into Chinese airspace many times. China said Monday that high-altitude balloons belonging to the U.S. had flown over Chinese airspace more than 10 times since 2022, adding that Washington should, quote, undergo some self-reflection and avoid smearing China. The White House promptly denied the accusation. National Security Council spokeswoman Adrian Watson said in a statement that any claim that the U.S. government operates surveillance balloons over the PRC, People's Republic of China, is false. The U.K. is getting more alert following the grounding of balloons in the U.S. and Canada. U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on Monday gave assurances that his government will protect the public from the threat of Chinese spy balloons.
2: Well, I want people to know that we'll do whatever it takes to keep the country safe.
0: His comments come after an announcement from UK Defence Secretary Ben Wallace. He revealed Britain will conduct a review into what the airspace intrusions mean for UK security. Wallace noted he would shoot down such a spy balloon if it appeared in the UK and added that the intrusions show the global threat picture is changing for the worse. Next, a bilateral meeting at the Pentagon. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hosted Canadian National Defense Minister Anita Anand on Friday to talk shared cooperation.
3: Here's what was on their agenda. Working together through NATO to counter Russian aggression against Ukraine, as well as their shared commitment to issues like modernizing the North American Aerospace Defense Command, protecting Arctic security and maintaining a free and open Indo-Pacific. Those goals come as Chinese aggression persists in the Indo-Pacific and as Beijing and Moscow set their sights on control of the Arctic. Beyond those goals, Austin voiced U.S. gratitude to Canada—that's for the country's help in tracking and analyzing the recent high-altitude balloon—and for its support for Washington's response to the incident, which the U.S. considers an unacceptable violation of sovereignty by Beijing. Following the meeting, Secretary Austin boarded a plane Monday to Ukraine. There, he'll attend the ninth meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contact Group and meet with his NATO defense counterparts.
0: The U.S. setting off a test launch for a special ballistic missile, the weapon able to fly across continents from California. The missile was unarmed. The U.S. Air Force, the launch, sought to test the defense system. The U.S. Air Force called it a routine test, but it comes just after the Chinese spy balloon traversed the U.S. Three days before the California missile test, news broke that China now has more land-based launchers for intercontinental missiles than the U.S. That's according to the man overseeing America's nuclear forces, General Anthony Cotton. Wall Street Journal first reported on the news. Congressman Mike Rogers, chair of the House Armed Services Committee, also confirmed the information. Worth noting, the U.S. still has more nuclear weapons than China. Many Chinese silos for launching missiles are still empty, but Beijing is growing its nuclear capability to play catch up with Russia and the U.S. Beijing is projected to have 1,500 nuclear warheads by 2035, up from the current estimate of 400. Across the Pacific Ocean, a Chinese Navy survey ship entered Japanese waters on Sunday. That's according to Japan's defense ministry. Chinese ships have repeatedly entered Japanese waters, mostly near the Senkaku Islands, claimed both by Japan and China. The latest of those events took place in December. The voyages are a long-time flashpoint between the two countries, but this time is different. The Chinese ship was seen near Yakushima, an undisputed area of Japanese territory. Tensions are rising in the South China Sea. The Philippines is accusing China of using a laser on Philippine Coast Guard troops and temporarily blinding a ship's crew. Here are the details.
3: According to the Philippine Coast Guard, its vessel was interrupted during a Navy mission last Monday. It was delivering food and supplies to troops in the disputed waterway. They say a Chinese Coast Guard ship directed a military-grade laser at the ship that temporarily blinded its crew at the bridge. The incident took place at the Second Thomas Shoal, located just over 100 nautical miles off the Philippine province of Palawan. China has previously been accused of using lasers in the region.
0: China responded on Monday, calling its coast guard's actions lawful. China claims almost all of the South China Sea as part of Chinese territory. An international court has ruled that claim unlawful. Two long-time U.S. allies boosting their security ties to counter Beijing. Both of them located nearby communist China. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. just finished his Japan visit over the weekend. The two countries signed an agreement on disaster relief Thursday. The deal is seen as a precursor to closer security ties between the two nations at a time of heightened tensions with China.
2: And after our meeting, I can confidently say that our strategic partnership is stronger than ever as we navigate together the rough waters buffeting our region.
0: The Philippines has increasingly sided with the United States in its regional tussle with China. Recently, the Philippines signed an agreement granting the U.S. greater access to its military bases. The country's Subic Bay used to be America's largest overseas naval base. Now, the ammunition bunkers and barracks lay abandoned overrun by weeds. But all that is set to change in the near future, as rotating batches of American forces are on the way. The move is intended to strengthen military alliances in the Indo-Pacific. This to better counter China and handle any future confrontations over Taiwan. At the same time, the Philippines appears to be distancing itself from Beijing. Last month, Marcus told Chinese leader Xi Jinping that the Philippines would pursue an independent foreign policy. But economic reliance on Beijing may trigger concerns for the southeastern Asian country. China has been its biggest trade partner for six years in a row. U.S. microchip giant Intel reportedly weighing whether to boost investment in Vietnam. Here's more.
4: The company has already poured $1.5 billion into the nation. That's to expand its chip testing and packaging plant there, Intel's largest worldwide. But sources say Intel could choose to add more billions of dollars to the tally, to be carried out over the future years. The investment would signal a growing role for Vietnam in the global supply chain for semiconductors. That's good news for Hanoi as companies and countries around the world look to lessen reliance on China and Taiwan. Asked about the possible investment plan, Intel told reporters it had not announced any new investments, noting that Vietnam is an important part of its global manufacturing network. Sources added that Intel is also weighing alternative investment in Singapore and Malaysia. Fellow chip giant South Korea's Samsung opened a research facility in Vietnam late last year.
0: Europe is not sending astronauts to China's space station, at least not in the near future. That's despite Europe having prepared astronauts for potential visits to China's Tiangong space station. That's according to the director general of European Space Station. The agency manages Europe's space program. The agency has been training its astronauts with their Chinese counterparts. And in 2017, it said the goal was to fly European astronauts on the Chinese space station from 2022. The current international space station is slated to retire in 2030. It involves five members, the U.S., Russia, Japan, Europe and Canada. But Russia is going to pull out in 2024 to set up its own space station. China has invited many countries to join research activities in its space station. The U.S. did not sign on. Beijing said the space station would host scientific projects from 17 nations, including Switzerland, Poland, Germany, and Italy. A brutal persecution that began two decades ago, still happening today in mainland China. The victims are followers of a spiritual practice called Falun Gong. According to U.S.-based Falun Gong information website Minghui, 117 practitioners were sentenced for their beliefs in January this year. Among them, more than 30 were over 60 years old. The longest prison term they received reaching seven and a half years. Those 117 arrests took place across 15 provinces. What's more, the CCP also seized money from the Falun Gong practitioners. Measures reportedly included extortion and blackmail through the courts and police. The amount totaled up to $100,000. According to its website, Falun Gong is an ancient cultivation method based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion and forbearance. It originated in China, but has gained popularity in more than 70 countries worldwide. But in 1999, the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, waged a violent campaign against Falun Gong. Since then, millions of people have been detained, tortured, and killed for their beliefs. Some even had their organs harvested while they were still alive. The persecution continues to this day. And in the financial sector, global investment banks are looking to breathe new life into a key business sector, China's property market. To do it, they are gauging how confident investors are in bonds from Chinese developers. Let's zoom in.
5: Reports say banks like J.P. Morgan Chase, UBS Group, Credit Suisse Group, Guotai Junan International Holdings and HSBC Holdings are driving the effort. They're reaching out to investors to pitch bonds from Chinese companies, including Country Garden Holdings, Hopsom Development Holdings, Road King Infrastructure, and Yon Lord Land Group. But efforts to revive the bond sales face major hurdles. Extremely high interest rates and other costs are gatekeeping many Chinese builders. Plus, uncertainty remains over the stability of Beijing's support and the current market rally. Dollar bonds from Chinese developers were once some of the world's most popular trades, but they've plummeted in the last two years amid the country's massive housing slump and a clampdown from Beijing. Global political tensions are also playing a role. In a statement, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dixon said, Maintaining international relations with China is a high priority adding that hot topics like the alleged Chinese spy balloon incident won't impact his bank. He says he plans to travel to China in the future. Some context. The bank recently found itself in the hot seat over its China relations. Senator Marco Rubio took aim at the company over its new partnership with ByteDance, TikTok's Chinese parent company. The app has been accused of feeding U.S. user data to Beijing. At the same time, J.P. Morgan recently got approval to buy full control of its joint venture with China. Back to the market... A turnaround for Chinese developer bonds first began last November. That's when Beijing started shifting its policy toward prioritizing economic recovery over pandemic restrictions. According to Bloomberg, bond prices rose for 13 weeks in a row, a new record. Adding to that boost, the property arm of a major Chinese conglomerate called Dalian Wanda Group struck a $400 million deal, returning to the country's primary market after a 16-month absence. Coming up, a Chinese spy balloon plus three unidentified objects shot down over the U.S. and
0: Canada. What do the incidents mean for the nation? We spoke to Arthur Herman, senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, to find out more on that, plus other threats from the communist regime. Those details in just a minute, here on China In Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus, I'm Tiffany Meyer. Unidentified high-altitude objects over the US and Canada. One of them already labeled a Chinese spy balloon. What message did Beijing send to the world with the incident? And what about other threats from the communist regime? We previously sat down with Arthur Herman, senior fellow at the Hudson Institute and director of the Quantum Alliance Initiative to find out more.
2: China has what, nearly 70 uh, satellites, spy satellites that keep track of everything that's happening here in the United States. Um, if it wants to uh, carry out a really uh, lethal strike on the United States, it's got it's got what 300 ICBMs that are capable of carrying nuclear weapons. There's a whole range of options here that China could do if its job is either to frighten us or or to spy on key installations and facilities here in the United States. I think it's very hard not to conclude that in a way this was such a brazen act to send a balloon. It's almost a kind of gesture of contempt for its opponent. It's a way of saying to not just the United States, American citizens to the world, look what we can do. That's a big propaganda gain Quite apart quite apart from any actual important data or vital um, uh, images or other kinds of other kinds of uh, Applications.
0: What do you think is the bigger picture behind this? Because some headlines are noting that our Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, has canceled uh, his China trip. And reports is. were saying he was going to be quite hard on, say, the human rights front about China. But what do you really see out of this? As you mentioned the propaganda, but maybe what was China's
2: goal behind this? The, the very fact that Blinken uh, canceled his trip, you could make a pretty good case that that's precisely when you go and let them have it. And really tell them off and sort of say, this is unacceptable behavior. Just as your the 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 fentanyl, the, the fentanyl that you are supplying to Mexican drug cartels in order to kill American citizens and young people. Just as your human rights abuses. Just as your threats to Taiwan. That this 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 will not stand, and the United States uh, is taking a a, a powerful uh, and resolute stand against. China's aggression and its human rights abuses. This would have actually been the perfect time to go and to make that clear.
0: You actually recently had a piece out called WeChat, China's Other Trojan Horse. So tell us what you're seeing with WeChat.
2: WeChat is really a China-based social media platform. It's one that, well, almost every Chinese uses for text messaging, what we would call text messaging for paying online bills, taking care of other kinds of online services, and so on. And it's also used by Chinese citizens living here in the U.S. The thing about about WeChat is that every Chinese user knows full well that the government is monitoring everything that he or she writes or texts or puts up as an image on WeChat. And that WeChat has very powerful tools for keeping track of just what images or words appear on, in those texts and of being able to censor those, censor those words and images almost instantly when they pop up. And then also to punish and sanction the user who put those images out. And in the column that I did for Forbes, I described what happened uh, last October during the protests against uh, the uh, Party Congress and President Xi's uh, uh, enthronement uh, at the Party Congress, in which images showing banners protesting against the COVID lockdowns, against President Xi, were automatically stripped off of, WeChat, of the WeChat platform, and that the users knew that they were going to be in trouble as a result of the uh, of, of putting those up. As a result of this column that I published, I have received some emails from Chinese National Living Year who have said, thank you for writing the column, first of all, talking about the censorship we have to live under as a result of having to use WeChat, because it is so indispensable for daily life in China. But that they know that anything that they put up that's a It all taken as being unfavorable towards Chinese government or even favorable to the U.S. government and so on is subject to monitor and subject to control.
0: So to counter that with, say, WeChat, for instance, would it just be using a different app to try and get in touch with your family members? Or what would be some ways of not living in fear?
2: I think that's going to be one of the most important aspects of what we can do, is to help Chinese living here in the United States understand the full benefits that come in, in being part of an open society where you're not being monitored by the government or by the police every time you send a picture or or, or text a message to to your friends or loved ones. Um, and then you and I have talked about this with regard to TikTok, uh, of having American engin- software engineers come up with a TikTok equivalent, one which is a made-in-USA TikTok, that allows young people and users to communicate in exactly the kind of open-ended and creative ways that the TikTok TikTok algorithms allowed you to do, but without Beijing watching over your shoulder and also without Beijing plugging in subliminal messages in ways to shape the mindset uh, and the mentality of young Americans living here.